This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The latest numbers from a forum research poll show the provincial liberals could be in trouble if an election were held today. The survey shows that liberals have 23% support of decided and leaning voters, which would translate into just nine seats at Queen's Park. By comparison, the forum poll gave the progressive conservatives 44% of support, meaning an 87-seat majority for Patrick Brown and his party. Andrea Horvath would form the official opposition. Uh, What does it mean? Is it significant at this point in the game? What about all those goodies the Liberals have been handing out? We have the 25% uh, rollback on hydro rates, at least for now. We had the new workplace legislation. Uh, we had all kinds of things that are uh, being dropped here and there. Has, has it uh, had an effect on you? Are you thinking that maybe you'll give the Liberals another chance? Or are you thinking... Absolutely not. The numbers to call 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740. Right now, let's go to Ashton Arsenault of Crestview Strategies. Hi, Ashton. Hi, Libby. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, do these poll numbers surprise you? They don't surprise me at all. I think this is a confirmation that Ontarians are beyond tired with the win Liberal government. Uh, the poll numbers, quite frankly, are nothing short of an indictment. But let's be clear here. Uh, the only poll that matters is the one, of course, on Election Day. Um, but just considering the poll numbers for a second, because you had mentioned it, uh, I think they're a little bit more nuanced than the Liberals sitting at 23%. According to this poll, Kathleen Wynne was ranked the lowest out of the three major party leaders on trust, the economy, education, and even the environment. Um, right now, the reality is that Kathleen Wynne and her Liberal government is less popular than Donald Trump, if you can believe it. And according to these numbers, it isn't even close. Well, at least with Donald Trump, the people who support him support him a lot. I don't know if that's true with Kathleen Wynne. Uh, yes, it's it's quite astonishing. Uh, so for a while, there were all these uh, uh, rumors or speculation about about that there would be a snap election, which didn't make any sense to me. Now I'm hearing rumblings, you know, do the Liberals still have time to replace her before the election? Uh, do you think that's a possibility? Uh, I think they're beyond that possibility at this point, but let's look at some of the maneuvers they are making. Um, we're on the back of a number of positive announcements from the government's perspective in the last couple of weeks. You mentioned a few. Indeed, there was an announcement this morning that Amazon's bringing a couple hundred jobs to the province in the high-tech sector, which is absolutely fantastic. But so far, none of these announcements have done anything for the government's popularity. In fact, it looks as though the vast majority of, uh, vast majority of Ontarians are actually sort of tuning out the Premier's office. Um, the minimum wage announcement was supposed to be a win. That hasn't panned out. I think there's legitimate concerns there for small business owners. And the announcement that the government intends to cut hydro bills by 25% was supposed to be a win, but I think people saw that for what it was, a sham package as an election goodie 
it's going to be hard to digest. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's uh, it's leaving the bill for your kids and grandkids for sure. That's exactly right. Um, so, uh, is she? Would you say at the point where she can do no right? I don't think she's got to that point yet. But what is clear through this polling is that the Liberals want any sort of opportunity to form government during the next election. They have an awfully steep hill to climb. It, it's really interesting, though, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the last election where it, it looked like they were going to be, you know, annihilated. Um, Dalton McGinty stepped aside. She won the leadership. And uh, basically... It was uh, Tim Hudak's to lose, the conservative leader at the time, and he lost it. <laughs> he lost it like because one of his platforms was firing 100,000 people. Look, you're absolutely right, but I think the warning signs for the Wynn government in particular have been clear for some time. I think a great illustration of that, actually, of where the next election is going to go can be found in the recent Sault Ste. Marie by-election. liberal candidate in that race only got 23 percent of the vote and, of course, lost. The Liberals have owned that seat since 1981 and got nearly 60 percent of the votes in 2014. So I think that tells you what the government is up against. Mm -hmm. Now, the real question, in fairness, is whether or not the PCs and the NDP will be able to capitalize on the government's dismal polling during the next election. And that largely remains to be seen. Uh, Before we uh, take a couple of calls, what do you make of Patrick Brown's performance? It says 29 percent of people like him, 30 percent of people dislike him. People don't really know him, not really sure what he stands for. Um, What do you make of that leadership? Yeah, look, I think if I'm sitting in the Ontario PC office this morning, this poll is encouraging. I think we've seen the PCs make more of a committed effort to introducing Patrick Brown to Ontarians who may not be familiar with him. And to that end, we've also seen the people, uh, sorry, the PCs bring in some great people who are known to be election ready. Uh, That includes Chief of Staff Ali Belshi, of course, and Campaign Manager Andrew Boddington. I think what you're seeing is PCs putting together a team that takes nothing for granted. And and what about the NDP? Yeah, the NDP, it's interesting because Horvath's numbers are always fantastic. They just can't seem to translate her popularity into ballots in the voter box. And I'm wondering if it's going to be different this time around. It seems like they're always getting wedged because right now the Liberals are ducking hard left yes. uh, on their campaign platform, whereas the PCs are sort of mitigating the middle, and it really leaves the NDP on the outside looking in. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of those liberal goodies, they they come straight out of the NDP playbook. They wrote the book, absolutely. Uh, Let's go to the phones. Let's take a couple of calls. We've got Susan in Toronto. Hi, Susan. Yes, hi. Thanks for taking my call, Libby. Um, I just, you know, I have a couple of comments. Um, One is that I think that politicians feel that you know, voters are just very gullible, and all they need to do is throw out a bunch of gifts to them, and it'll just get everybody running back to, to vote for them. And, you know, I, I find the arrogance of, uh, of politics currently is just astounding. Um, I stopped in uh, Queen's Park one day, just, you know, out of curiosity. I walked by there and never gone in. And... Ten minutes in the gallery was about all I could stand watching the, you know, the kind of behavior that we tell our children never to do, Um, you know, heckling, interrupting, being on your cell phone while somebody else is talking, not a 
attending even. And when I left the gallery, the um, policeman that was there said, what did you think? And I told him, and he said, well, you know, that's what most people think. <laughs> well, that, I mean, I guess uh, all parties are... are um uh, guilty of that to a certain extent. So uh, we're saying that you're not voting for the Liberals next time. No, but I, I think, um, you know, given like the gas plant debacle, the health care debacle, I, I couldn't even believe that the Liberals won in the last election. But it just seems that there's no, there's absolutely no accountability for whatever politicians do. They misappropriate funds, like whatever happens, there's no and what kind of message is that? Well, it's it's who's accountable. Public. I mean, there there are there are legal proceedings resulting from that, but not for the big cheeses. Uh, no, Susan, no. Susan, thanks very much for your call. I appreciate your time. Okay, bye bye. Let's go to Don in Richmond Hill. Hi, Don. Hi there, Libby. Um, yeah, I definitely would not vote. Um, it's just um, this this give goodies, as you say, are just currying favor, as has been pointed out. Um, trying to buy votes uh, because of their mishandling of everything so far. Um, it's money. It's okay to give out goodies if you've got money, but when you're doing it with borrowed money and just passing all that debt down the line with no intention whatsoever to pay it off the debt, as you say, other than our children and grandchildren, in some cases great-grandchildren, I mean, if, if, if it wasn't for the liberals, I'd say it's unbelievable but being liberals, I can believe it. Okay, Don, thanks for that. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, so, Ashton, I mean, that's what people say now. Uh, but what changes sometimes when they get to the ballot box? I mean, are there any sort of specific things? There are certain construction projects that I know some unions are really happy about. Are, are those things that can, you know, get her back in? Yeah, look, obviously, I think we're an awful long way away from the election, about a year. But I just want to touch on a couple of things that those callers uh, were mentioning, and that is that is the goodies, right? Because what it normally comes down to at the ballot box is what's in your pocket. And now I find it interesting that the premier said that her campaign is going to be about fairness, and I don't necessarily see anything particularly fair about campaigning on the taxpayer's dime when housing is unaffordable, when hydro is out of control, and the, provin- and the provincial debt is nothing short of a calamity. But pointing to one particular policy, I just want to allude to the minimum wage for a second. Because mm-hmm. I think everybody recognizes the need for higher wages when the government continues to make life largely unaffordable. Um, but what we're talking about here with this particular plan is a 32% hike in the minimum wage in an extremely short period of time. I think there's reason to have concerns about the impact on small business owners, who, of course, will be bearing the brunt of these pay hikes. Uh, and I truly think that this could result in job losses and reduced working hours. Remember, a minimum wage hike is absolutely pointless if you don't have a job to wake up to in the morning. Yeah, well, I know that there are those concerns. I have to say, when when we heard about the minimum wage hike and just, uh, you know, very unscientific, our callers were mostly in favor of that because, you know what, um, you know, you can't live on minimum wage, certainly not here in Toronto. I would agree with you 100%, but I think there's a way to do it uh, that's less abrasive and sort of uh, less dramatic. This is a very, very rash decision from the government, I think, and I I fear that it is going to actually result in job losses in the province. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, we have to start uh, wrapping things up. But, um, you know, what will it will it hinge? I mean, I've, I've, again, you know, we've heard people say that the election is Patrick Brown's to lose. Would you agree with that assessment or is there something the liberals can do to win? I absolutely think it is Patrick Brown's to lose right now. Uh, I think this polling uh, certainly indicates as such. Uh, But again, I just want to point to the fact that we're over a year away from deciding who might be the next premier or who stays the premier as is today. Um, And an awful lot can happen between now and then. And as a former prime minister once said, the polls are for dogs. So uh, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of time. Anything else you want to leave us with? No, that's fantastic, Libby. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, Ashton Arsenault, thanks for that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.